Welcome to Integrative Conversations, hosted by the Academy of Integrative Mental Health. The Academy expands knowledge to professionals in the mental health community and beyond using a conscious, experiential, and evidence-based format. Our mission is to deliver comprehensive health and wellness to all by empowering personal and professional growth and confidence. To learn more, visit us at www.academyimh.com. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Hello, I'm Juniper Owens, co-founder and director of the Academy of Integrative Mental Health. I recently sat down with Jessica Hill Powell, and she discusses her experience with essential oils and mood. In this conversation, she shares her personal experience with oils for both her physical and mental health. She explains how essential oils are extracted from plants, how to use oils safely and effectively, and the specific oils she recommends for mood enhancement. But before we share this conversation, I want to acknowledge all of our listeners, whether you're a mental health professional or a person interested in integrative mental health. Life has not been easy lately. I wanted to share an excerpt from a book that has been like a Bible to me the last few months, When Things Fall Apart, Heart Advice for Difficult Times by Pima Chodron. Things falling apart is a kind of testing and also a kind of healing. We think that the point is to pass the test or to overcome the problem, but the truth is that things don't really get solved. They come together and they fall apart. Then they come together again and fall apart again. It's just like that. The healing comes from letting there be room for all of this to happen. Room for grief, for relief, for misery, for joy. We hope you are able to have some space for all of the emotions, trauma, pain, and beauty during these most turbulent times. If you need support or community of your fellow mental health professionals, please reach out. We have started a private community using a platform called Mighty Networks, and there is a special chat just for our listeners of Integrative Conversations to connect, share, and learn from one another. Please contact me at jowens at academyimh.com if you would like to join our growing community, or if you just want to chat. And now on to our conversation with Jessica Hill-Powell. Jessica Hill Powell is a nationally board certified health coach and the founder of Meridian Integrative Wellness, a business that is in the embodiment of all of her passions, the psychology of change, continued education, mentorship, natural wellness, and personal growth and empowerment. She has a degree in psychology from Bellarmine University and was trained as an integrative health coach at Duke University. She's also a certified yoga instructor. And aside from her own private health coaching practice, she offers online courses, 
while live classes are suspended, which you can find out more on her website, which we will share in the show notes. But uh, Jessica, thank you so much for joining us today. And so excited to be talking about aromatherapy and mood with you. Thank you. I appreciate you inviting me. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. And uh, the first, my first thought, and we had already kind of talked about this a little bit before, but I'm always curious of how you came to work with essential oils in your personal and professional life and what got you uh, really inspired to use this as an essential part of your practice. Um, You know, um, my perspective on my body and uh, medication in general um, began a, a really tremendous shift when I got pregnant with my first baby um, in 2008. Um, so when I, when I got that really long list of uh, medications that are like on the do not consume <laughs> list um, for my OBGYN, it just it, you know, it got the the wheels turning, and I started to really question the safety of some of the commonly used medications, uh, like over the counter stuff that you know I took a lot for for headaches, for period symptoms, for um, allergies, just you know basic things like that. Um, and at that point, I just started to limit. Um, what, what I took, you know, over the counter and I didn't have any prescriptions at that time. Um, so I was just, I was just beginning to open my eyes to uh, seeing my body as something valuable and then, and worth protecting. Um, so by the time that I was pregnant with my second child in 2010, I was paying even more attention um, to what I was putting in my body for, for myself and the child that was growing within. And that is when I discovered essential oils. So at that point, I was just using it to address um, minor concerns um, for myself and my baby, things like cuts and bruises and digestion uh, and teething you know, just basic things like that. It was a whole other five years before I really started to talk about um, the impact uh, that I had found in my own life of oils on mood. Um, And that sort of um, coincided with a a new business venture that I had um, going on. And people were coming to me um, to talk about oils and, um, and I found that I couldn't separate, uh, you know, I could, they would say, oh, I need an oil to reduce inflammation. Like, okay, well, let's also look at your diet. Let's also look at stressors in your life. Like, so that's what began me on, on the path to health coaching and incorporating all of this in, into one. But really aromatherapy started with my own personal interests and just, you know, being healthier and with less like synthetic medication and things in my life. Mm-hmm. And, and on that same topic, how did you find it? Like, were you doing research? Did someone that had um, been, have used oils and benefited from it, share it with you or? Yeah. 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 Actually, 
Yeah, um, no, someone, um, a, a dear friend of mine who I really uh, looked to a lot, um, she started um, hosting like classes and she invited me to one. And it, I was just kind of, it was just a basic overview of like, here's what essential oils are, here are, you know, some of the things that you can use them for. Um, and that covered the whole spectrum from like uh, how you can replace some cleaning products in your home. Um, really, really basic stuff like that. And um, my own interest is what kind of led me to dive deeper and to start doing um, more research. And, and also, you know, I look back on those years um, when I was first discovering it um, and what I was going through personally, um, you know, those were my childbearing years. And so I, you know, I was pregnant or nursing for, for close to a decade. I have four children. Um, they're now ranging in age from four to 11. But um, uh, to, to say that some of my emotions were up and down, uh, that, that may have been an under, underestimate. Like they, um, I experienced a lot of issues around mood and um, well-being and just finding my footing as a mom and like trying to balance uh, my needs with their needs and, you know, things like that. So um, I'm not sure if that answered your question. I probably got a little off track. It does actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you got into that. Um, the conversation around the moods and your moods and noticing, obviously not just the hormonal um, aspect of all those different phases of, pregnancy and breastfeeding and, um, but also the mental managing, the mental load of raising children. And do, it sounds like you were also doing other things like professionally and, you know, just also having a, your own space. And, yeah. uh, and so you notice something with essential oils in that as well. Could you share more about that as far as with the, what you noticed with your moods and help the balance yeah. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that, uh, one of the first things that I learned about, um, oils and mood, uh, someone had suggested to me to use bergamot essential oil. So that's a, um, it's a citrus oil. Um, you know, oils are very strong. They are distilled down and they're very strong. So, um, I don't know at that time that I had, uh, a real true respect for, for the powerful medicine that plants have to offer us. But I anyway decided to buy a bottle of this bergamot essential oil and give it a try. So I had been having a really difficult time feeling a lot of, um, anxiousness, and just, I think it's that push and pull of, you know, what, what am I doing? What do I need to be doing for myself? What do I need to be doing for my children? And, you know, um, trying to make sure that I was doing the right things for everyone and to keep everyone feeling happy and, um, and just content in, in their sense of well-being. 
And I was having trouble with that. So I go and I get the bergamot. And just like with every other oil that I had used up until that point, um, what I was, what I did was, you know, take a couple of drops into my hand. I would rub my hands together, breathe it in nice and deep, you know, and then I would kind of uh, rub it on my chest or on my back, you know, uh, to keep that scent going for a while longer. Um, and then I did something else right after that, that um, was supposed to, you know, be helpful for my mood. I decided to go for a walk. So I went for a walk. Um, all really good. Well, the next day I um, woke up and I had these really weird um, red patches on my hands and I couldn't figure out. It took me a little bit uh, and even more research um, to figure out what had happened was that I, um, when I put the oil into my hands, it kind of went here and seeped in between my fingers and over here. Well, when I walked outside, um, I, I, the UV rays hit my hands, right? And these caused chemical burns that took months to go away. So, um, that was, that was my first <laughs> delve into using an essential oil specifically for, um, for mood. <laughs> uh, and that did not go over well. <laughs> um, so I, you know, obviously I realized that I needed to, um, find more education. There's lots of, there's lots of people, um, you know, out in the world that will give recommendations for things, but they really aren't aware to give you the whole picture. So um, that's, that's something else that I really try to advocate for is people being aware of the potency of uh, essential oils. They seem pretty harmless plants. They're not like chemicals. They're not, uh, usually something that you would keep locked away in a medicine cabinet, but also they, they're powerful and, and they can have adverse reactions too. So it's really important to, to educate yourself or to find someone who is a good resource and pick their brain um, before you kind of dive into it all. Yes. I'm really glad that you, there's a few things that you mentioned that seem really relevant, especially to mental health providers or practitioners and one is is that that desire to try something new and um how beautiful that is is like to okay well let's just see what the plants have to offer me today right so you had that desire and um but then also knowing that there's a little more information when we are using some of these not only want to say products because to me that objectifies the plants and I might yeah. be a little out there in that, but like when we're using like these powerful energies or sort like beings of the plants that um, there are some things that we might not know about it, that we might know more about things we typically would take like an ibuprofen or we, we've read the morning labels they're on there. So I think that's a really wise uh, offering that you made that you made about, well, learn a little bit more. Um, if you're really yeah. interested and you'd like to start experimenting, start with your own learning and understanding. And there's great resources out there. And I'm hoping maybe you can share a few with our listeners that maybe a, a internet what resource or a book that you think is a yeah, really good place to um, start. 
actually got a list of uh, additional resources that I use in um, my aromatherapy and mood class. Um, so I'll send you over the, the links to those and you can put them like in the show notes or, or whatever. Um, but gosh, there's so much there. There's a lot of stuff on PubMed. If you want to sift through that, um, about specifically essential oils and how they impact, um, a, a various amount of, uh, mood disorders. Um, before we delve too deep into, um, everything. I will also say that um, the essential oil industry is not currently a, a regulated industry. So when when you go pick up your prescription, right, um, that's full of, you know, it's synthetics, usually, um, you'll get a pamphlet that will tell you all of the the known side effects um, the best ways to use essential oil or not essential oils, the medication. Um, and if you need to pair it with food or, you know, there's all kinds of different caveats for how you should use medications. Um, and because, you know, the essential oil industry is not regulated, you don't get that. You have to do your own research. Um, and if you come across uh a person that you're using um, as a reference and they really don't know what they need to know, uh, you can, you can get into trouble. You know, you can, you can have something happen to you like I had happened to me and end up with, you know, a, a chemical burn. It was, it was painful too. It was bright, bright red, it changed the texture of my skin for, for a while. I thought, well, it, this may be permanent. It, you know, it, Things like that can happen. So you just have to be aware. Yes. And I'm really glad you are going to post those links of reputable sources. I know that um, we're going to post a few too, but there is the National Institute of Complementary and Alternative Medicine that mm -hmm. do have, I think that's how, what it's called, NI. Um, but they do, they have some interesting research. So yes, yeah, speaking of research, uh, and, and I know that there's a lot to, <laughs> to sift through and dive in, but are there any... Um, because as mental health pro professionals, most of us use an evidence-based model, even though mm -hmm. we do recognize the limitations of research and evidence because it does cost money to do these uh, research studies. And so um, they're not always being conducted on certain topics that aren't, or they're out of mainstream. And so we, we recognize the limitations, but we also prefer to use or understand what evidence is there for, for our practice with clients. So yeah, I'm curious, like if there's just some highlights of the research that you've seen, um, particularly around mood management of common um, mental health issues that people seek, uh, so like anxiety, depression, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I, I'll begin by saying that um, essential oils and, and plant medicine um, in general, have been used by ancient civilizations, you know, for for a very very long time. We can, we can't really even um, think back to the beginning of that. But um, they're they're not something that's new and trendy. In in recent years, um, they've they've become more more mainstream. But but they've been used, you know, religious ceremonies, beauty treatments food preparation, 
all kinds of different uses. Um, but it's only been in the past probably 25-ish years that there really started to begin uh, to see a surge of research around aromatherapy um, and the impact of oils. So most studies um, and clinically applied experience have, have indicated that essential oils like lavender and lemon and bergamot can help relieve stress, anxiety, depression, and address other mood-related uh, disorders. Most notably, the inhalation of oils. We kind of talked about this a, a little bit before we started recording. Um, there are some, um, some essential oils that may be uh, best ingested um, to address mood, but the research shows that that inhalation of of oils, so the, the aromatic experience, either diffusing it in the air or smelling it directly from the bottle, um, is, is the, the most effective and quick way um, that the, the brain gets stimulated to exert the, these neurotransmitters, specifically uh, serotonin and dopamine, um, that, that help us to, to regulate mood. And so you said uh, lavender, the, some of the most top studied oils or plant essences. Or actually, plant essence and oils is something different. Am I yeah, correct they on different. that? Okay. Yeah. So the essential oil is the distilled oil from the plant. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to make sure and, I'm getting that right. Yeah. And, and it, it depends um, different different oils can be distilled from different parts of the plant as well. And so that also determines their, their chemical makeup and how they, they impact um, our bodies. So um, to kind of make this a little bit more clear, um, essential oils, and, well, not even essential oils, back it up, every single plant and essential oil has its own unique chemical makeup. So um, basically, they can be divided into two categories based on what, what those chemical constituents are. So they're either calming or they're uplifting. Um, and that's what, what makes it so easy for us to um, use essential oils for managing negative emotions, right? So um, florals, trees, herbs, and grasses all fall under um, the, the umbrella of calming essential oils. So they're primarily composed of monoterpene alcohols, sesquiterpenes, esters, and oxides. On the uplifting side of that, we have mint, citrus, and spices. So those are primarily composed of phenols, uh, limonene, beta-pinene, and monoterpenes. You don't have to remember any of that. that. That doesn't really matter. But the important thing is that you, and probably the, the most useful thing for you to remember is that there are these categories under calming and uplifting. So again, Florals, trees, herbs, and grasses, those are all calming. And then mint, citrus, and spices are all uplifting. So there are some 
um, oils that have sort of dual purposes and they can be both calming and uplifting um, like bergamot that <laughs> that seems to be one that we've discussed a lot but um, but most of them will will very neatly fit under one of those categories I really appreciate the way you explain that that feel that's really clear it makes sense because sometimes I'm just like reading the bottle but like to know that that you can kind of explore um, based on like the floral or the, the, the woodsy or bark kind of, um, oils. And when you say lavender, like I have a, I've a pretty decent history with using essential oils. Like for example, um, probably since maybe 1999, I haven't used any household cleaning products like purchased. And I'm just, I've always been obsessed with lavender and tea tree because I feel like they just do everything. Like whenever I would do finding out lavender, it was like always lavender, cuts, burns, um, antiseptic. It was like just all of these uses and calming and I'd put it on my kids' pillows or however. And so like, I just, I think, I think it's interesting that some can do like that have all these uses and then others are very specific, like clary sage or something like that is like to me seems a little more specific it um, is. yeah yeah so like i i really appreciate you breaking it down mood wise and um and your from your experience or for your client's experience are there any particular oils that seem to be like kind of tried and true uh when we're looking at mood management and with yes yes absolutely um well First of all, um, I would say bergamot is really big because that that addresses um, feelings of anxiousness. Um, it can uh, be both calming and uplifting, like I just mentioned. Um, so it, it can dissipate those anxious feelings while simultaneous, simultaneously providing like cleansing and purifying benefits. So putting it out into the air is awesome. Um, I mentioned the photosensitive reaction of, of uh, an oil like bergamot. And so when you, when you think about using that, if it's not um, diffused in the air uh, and you know that you're going to be out and about, uh, you know, maybe it's summertime and you, you know, you're showing more skin, than you would be in the winter, um, applying an oil like that to the bottoms of the feet is, um, is a good way to get around that and still get the, the benefits that the oil has to offer. Um, another um, oil that is really, really big on mood um, that a lot of people find success with allevi- alleviating some um, depressive sort of feelings is um, frankincense, and frankincense is is one of those oils that that is pretty versatile. But it's it's called the king of oils for a reason, um, and it, it's just it creates a lot of um, positive, uplifting uh, feelings. And so again, diffused or apply applied directly to the skin. Um, frankincense, in, in some of my my own um, heaviest times of depression. Um, I've used a drop of frankincense under my tongue daily. And so I would, I just got in the habit of doing that once a day and it seemed to be, um, pretty helpful. Again, I also use that in combination with, uh, 
you know, my, my own morning rituals. Uh, and a lot of the times, well, for me personally and for my clients, when I'm talking with them about um, how they can use essential oils, uh, we're pairing it up with, with a ritual. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I hear that some of the kind of most versatile and ones that you see, um, uh, I guess, positive results or impacts both in your life and in your clients are frankincense and bergamot. And um, it's interesting when you said that about frankincense, I, I didn't grow up going to a Catholic church, but I always like recall the person mm-hmm. going down with the smoke and it was like frankincense and myrrh. And that's really cool that there's, it was like uplifting the mood and creating that experience. So I'm curious if it's connected with any type of a spiritual practice, I guess, maybe in that tradition. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously within the Catholic faith, they, they do that. Um, you know, I, I think that um, one of the, the gifts that uh, the, the wise men brought to Jesus was like frankincense and myrrh, the, not essential oils, but the, the actual um, plant matter, um, which can be dried out and burned. Um, which is what they do um, in the Catholic Church as well, you know, creating uh, like an incense. But it has the same impact. It has the same impact because it's you breathe it in, and it it can have that power to really shift the way that you're feeling, your your mood. Yeah, and you mentioned like the ancient uses, or this is nothing new, and obviously that's it's pretty ancient uh, yeah. mentions of these plants and materials specifically inhalation. So you mentioned uh, inhalation, topical use, and uh, ingesting or internal, internal, that's what it's called. And and we kind of talked about this a little bit beforehand, but from my awareness and in my personal integrative mental health practice, I typically use the inhalation only just because um, I'm not 100% sure what people's reactions will be based on the neat kind of without a carrier oil, but also um, it just seems to be the safest, at least far as from my scope of practice uh, mm-hmm. or, and my board. And um, maybe if we did have any type of um, topical, it would be mixed with a carrier oil. And I don't know if that makes it more safe for topical use or not. Um, Absolutely, it does. Yeah, okay. you, you should not... Um, apply uh, essential oils you said neat people that don't use essential oils probably don't know what that means but it simply means just straight out of the bottle not um, combined with anything else Um, if you have sensitive skin um, that that's never recommended there are some oils that are pretty low risk in terms of applying it uh, directly to the skin and not uh, getting any reaction, um, any dermal reaction. Um, particularly, lavender is one of those that is pretty gentle. That like I, I've um, applied that to to my newborns, um, and that's been okay. Um, but there are uh, other oils that are are known to be uh, much more stimulating. Um, I think about uh, some of the the spices 
right? It's the phenols that, that give them the, the warming um, ability and also uh, what helps to, uh, to clean and uh, things like that, like oregano, um, cinnamon, cassia, things like that. You wouldn't want to put those things directly onto your skin without first applying a, a carrier oil. And, and that's just, that's any kind of oil you know, you can use sweet almond oil or um, coconut oil, olive oil, any of that will help uh, to protect your skin, but also give you the same benefits um, of, a, of applying it directly. Oh, thank you so much for going to more into detail with that. Uh, because, yeah, we you never know what is going to irritate individually, even if it's not on the research or if it's not indicated on um, the label or whatever. It, it sounds like everyone can be different too. So I think that's a really uh, smart rule of thumb. Yeah. And in, in terms of you um, making specific recommendations to your clients about the way that um, they can use aromatherapy, um, it's pretty safe to, uh, to make that recommendation of um, using the oils aromatically because it is, it is less, um, less potential risk for, you know, uh, reactions within the body. Um, and then also it's, it's more quickly impactful. The research shows that, that having, um, an oil aromatically, um, consumed aromatically is, it it gets to, your brain will more quickly exert those neurotransmitters that help to um, regulate mood. So, it, it, and it is almost an immediate, you know, feeling. Um, so, to just kind of explain that a little bit, like what happens, like why in the world um, is sniffing an oil going to, how is that going to help me, um, you know, feel better emotionally? Well, I mean, obviously it can't change life circumstances and, you know, there's tons of things um, that have to go into uh, uh, addressing mood. And so you're doing that through talk therapy and perhaps some other somatic type of uh, things. But um, what happens when someone is, uh, inhales an essential oil, um, they're, they're using the olfactory system. That's what, that's what allows us to, to smell. Um, the olfactory system and the limbic system um, are very closely connected. And so the limbic system is a part in our brain that, um, that stores mo- um, emotions and memories. So when, when you inhale an essential oil, essentially what's happening is it's going up, it's hitting uh, the, your olfactory system, and then um, your, your limbic system is um, saying, okay, well now, now I'm being stimulated, and then I exert the, those uh, neurotransmitters. And so that happens, and then what? We get this feeling, uh, a sense of 
okay, I can relax now, or, um, or it could be something uplifting, like, you know, you're, you're smelling a citrus oil, uh, or a mint, uh, my favorite is to combine those two. And, and then it's sort of creating this uplifting feeling, you, you inhale it, and then you get uh, more of a surge of energy and uh, positive outlook. In, in all reality, we don't know all of the details about how um, how essential oils work to impact mood. And mood is so multifaceted, right? There are so many things that, that impact our mood from like um, relationships, our physical environment. That's one that people um, overlook a lot. Um, our, our work all kinds of different things go into impacting mood. Um, so we don't understand it completely, but we, we do understand enough to know that there's a cause and effect relationship between the two. Yeah. And I'm, I'm willing to bet that every single person has had a memory uh, draw up from smell. For example, m- freshly mowed grass, you know, take me right back or I have some memory smell memories associated with cooking with my grandmother. So very, so specific things that she always cooked, like um, her, it was uh, chicken and dumplings. I I don't eat that anymore. Um, (laughs) Bless her soul, but she made chicken and dumplings and I always rolled the dump. And now if I ever smell anything like that. So Mm -hmm. we all all have that. And I wanted to also bring in the, the connection to PTSD and trauma in the olfactory limbic system. So if someone, if a trauma occurred and there was a significant or a smell that the body picked up on, we've seen cases, especially with kids where um, they don't even know that's being brought up when they are around a smell and all of a sudden something happens. So it seems like it um, can kind of work in a similar way where the body just remembers. So the first time you start to use the oil and feel it, it remembers it every time. Is that something you've noticed? Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, and not, not necessarily related to trauma, but thinking about um, my own practices um, when I I wake up in the morning um, and I have my little ritual where I fill up all of the diffusers in my house and I have, I have one almost in every single room, um, but I fill those up. I open up my blinds. I make sure that my bed is made. Um, and and then I make my tea and I sit down and I read. Um, and over time, what I have noticed is that I smell that smell of like wild orange and peppermint or whatever. And I'm like, gonna be a good day and so it's almost like the 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 Pavlov's dog you know like I I smell it and I know okay here are the things I need to do and uh, this is what I'm going to do to set myself up for (laughs) for a good day so I smell it and I'm like oh my body remembers um and so so yeah you notice that kind of taking place even in in memories that you've made on purpose by creating ritual. And I know that's something that's another important part of the way that you incorporate essential oils in your life, but also work with clients on. And I'd love to hear more about that. 
uh, yeah. ritual and how it's used with oil. To encourage clients to uh, start incorporating some ritual into uh, their mornings or their evenings. It's essentially a way um, to help them uh, feel a little more grounded when um, possibly they feel ungrounded. Usually, you know, they, they do are feeling some of that because they're coming um, to a professional for help. Um, so um, that just sort of will, will help to, to make them feel more grounded and create some intention um, in, in their life. So, you know, you're, you're asleep and then you wake up, you're shifting into something new, right? And um, the ritual, I call it setting the tone for the day. You know, I, it, it, can, it can be different for every person, but, you know, you, you can use your essential oils. You can do whatever you need to do to uh, create um, a pleasant environment for yourself. Uh, to get yourself energized and uh, possibly fed and nourished and um, something like that and to get you into your day. For me, it's, you know, like I said, the, the oils in a diffuser and opening my blinds and making my bed and then sitting, you know, sitting down with my tea and my book. And then I know I've got 30 minutes that I'm devoting strictly to myself, uh, reading something that is not research and it's not work related because <laughs> I, I get really geeky with that stuff. So I, I like to read it, but also um, I, I know that I need to create balance in my life. Um, so those things prepare me um, for my day. So I go into my day feeling um, energized and, and looking forward to what's next. Um, and the same thing for, for the evening, creating a ritual um, paired with, um, you know, possibly some of those uh, calming essential oils in, in a diffuser or, you know, however you want to consume those um, is, is helpful. You know, so it looks like for me, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing how very important my physical environment is for me. It almost always includes some type of cleaning, straightening up. I mean, it's like the never ending thing when you have four kids. <laughs> Um, so, you know, it's, it's cleaning and straightening up. It's, um, you know, getting my, uh, I have little herbal teas that I have to drink in the evening. So, you know, it's, it's making sure I've got those and they're steeping and then I wait for them to cool off. It's, you know, it, it looks different for every person and what could be helpful for for people it's just it's just different uh, depending on their lifestyle and their schedules and things like that um, but essentially it just helps helps shift you into uh, a new phase in your day and and uplift or or uh, calm your mood yeah and from what you mentioned the evidence and the the science and the the chemist, the body chemistry really supports that by um, creating that anchor with the limbic system. And part of the routine, it sounds like, is being able to um, assist the body in what it's already doing. So, for example, yes. circadian rhythms and with the natural kind of chemistry that happens in the morning and the day, night. And from most of my clients, whether they're 
families, children, or adults, mornings and evenings seem to be some of the hardest times. Uh, they are. So it's really uh, wise to create some intention and ritual around that, no matter how. So I've noticed that sometimes people talk about a barrier with that as far as like time or inconsistency. So I remember when my kids were young, um, younger, and I was having to get them up for school really early back when, you know, kids went to school and things like that. (laughs) Um, Like, you know, middle school and high school, they had to get up at 6am. So I was like, so devastated that I lost some of that elementary school time I had in the morning. But I made a very, very simple one, which only took five minutes. But it still did something similar than maybe my now that my kids are out of the house and now my morning routine, don't be jealous, is like an hour. Uh, so <laughs> I'm like, because oh, I still wake up as early. But anyhow, like I think that's really wise, but also really weaves in what you've been talking about about how the oils work in the body and also how the body responds to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I love that you mentioned um, the oils assisting the body in what it already knows how to do. Um, Because the um, effects of an essential oil is very different than um, like, if if you were to take a medication, right? Um, Medication, you may see fairly quick results, um, but they're going to sometimes be startling. Um, a, a, an essential oil is more like a, a helper to your body and it's, it's more subtle. Um, and it kind of, uh, helps over time, right. And when combined with, with the ritual. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it also, and I'm just going to add one more piece to that that came to my mind that I do a lot of work with nature connection and ecotherapy, which is my personal mental health specialty. And when I've spent a lot of time immersed in nature or outdoors, uh, which is how, in my view, we evolved and how our body chemistry, there's different smells in the morning and the evening and birds do different things. So they're, they're like up and going at certain times, but then they take naps during certain times of the day, or at least I don't hear them. And I start to notice like the flow of how the rhythms happen around me. And I'm, my sense is that my body chemistry is probably um, attuned to that, or it was at one point or still is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think that when we're bringing in some of these elements like plants back into our inter- lives that are now in walls, I think it, it does, you said the assisting, I've noticed that big time rhythms have been a big part of my healing and becoming attuned to those rhythms. And, um, so like opening the, the blinds and closing them, right? Like sun setting and rising. We don't really get that light as much. So I really respect that and, and, uh, resonate with it in my, in my work. Yeah. And it seems so very simple. Um, that it's almost laughable to make a recommendation to someone to like open your blinds in the morning or, you know, go out and walk around outside in your bare feet. Uh, these things seem, you know, like how would that be helpful? But absolutely it, it helps to connect us to the natural rhythms of the earth and, and connect more to ourselves. Yeah. Our biorhythms. Well, let me ask you this. So we have talked a lot about, uh, the different types of oils and how some are calming and some are stimulating, energizing. We've also talked about the different uses. And I'm curious mm-hmm. if you can share 
with our listeners the, the like the how to use the what did you what word did you say like the inhalation what, what's oh aromatic oh okay all right I think I know know where you're going with this um, so and I'm sorry if I've skipped over this because that's an important uh, part <laughs> um, oils can be used in three different ways so aromatically. Um, and that is simply like putting it into a diffuser. Um, most diffusers, they're just little machines. You put some oil into it. Um, you put first, you put water in it, and then you put oil in it, and it it, it puts out the aroma into the air along with um, with the water. Um, the other way is topical, so that is applying it directly to your skin, usually with a carrier oil uh, to help protect your skin. Um, and then there's internal use. Um, so as I mentioned, I think that aromatic is the, uh, the quickest, uh, most effective way to impact mood. Um, it, it is less risky in terms of uh, potential reactions um, that you might have to um, to oils. Usually, if you're going to have a reaction, it would be a dermal reaction. Um, some oils are better better used internally um, to impact mood. I mentioned the frankincense under my tongue, um, and so that that is um, an, another way to to use oils, but a lot of the times I'm, I'm combining the aromatic um, with the topical. Um, I usually personally don't ingest oils too often. And that's not, that's not for any particular reason. I just don't, I don't like to take things internally. Um, so, so yeah, but um, a lot of the times what I will do is just simply put a drop or two of oil in my hand. I'm rubbing it together. I'm kind of creating a cup with my hand, not not touching my nose and mouth, but but putting it over my nose and mouth and then inhaling really deeply, and then rubbing uh, rubbing the oil onto my chest or perhaps like my shoulders or neck to keep that um, to keep that scent going for an amount of time. Um, a lot of folks also really enjoy using essential oils, uh, like a couple of drops in a warm bath. Uh, that's part of an evening ritual for a lot of people um, that I'm working with. Um, I don't know if it's just mainly because I work with women, we, we love baths <laughs> and that's part of an unwinding process. Uh, it's the warmth, it's the water, um, it's the calming oil and it kind of primes you to get ready, uh, for bed. Um, let's see, I mentioned rubbing, uh, an essential oil on your feet. If you have sensitive skin and you uh, think that you um, want to try a, an oil topically, um, the best way to go about that is to apply the oils to the bottom of your feet or to apply um, a carrier oil like coconut oil and then apply it to your skin. Oh, thank you so much. I think those are really good um, practical tips of how to get started. 
and um, also for mental health professionals that are maybe looking to integrate a little bit into their practice, it sounds like the diffuser um, would probably be the safest bet as far as um, scope of practice and... um, yeah, and I was going to mention um, some of that in terms of like scope, scope of practice and um, and conflict of interest potentially um, when when a mental health professional is thinking about um, incorporating essential oils into their practice. Um, as you mentioned, the uh, diffuser is probably the best way. Um, always ask permission. You could say something. Um, pretty, pretty simple. Like, you know, Hey, I've been experimenting with incorporating aromatherapy into my practice is, you know, it it could potentially, um, help calm and relax you. Uh, Is this something that you're interested in? They can say yes or no. You, you never know about what type of sensitivities people have. And then also you mentioned something um, in relation to memories and trauma and smell. Um, you never know. So you always need to ask first. Um, if, if you're um, doing telehealth, which almost every therapist is, is still doing that, um, that can kind of create a barrier um, for, for you, like actually doing that in, in your practice. But, um, you know, you can always also refer out to other professionals to give people more information. So I'm happy to do that. Um, I do hold um, private uh, aromatherapy consultations. I've been doing those over Zoom. Don't, I don't, like love doing things over zoom, especially when you can't like open up a bottle and smell, but, but you'd be surprised at how much information we can, we can get out of just uh, questioning you about your preferences and your needs and that sort of thing. So I've been able to make some really good recommendations for people. And as our time's winding, winding to an end, I'd like to offer you and our listeners just a, a pause because we have really, um, covered so many topics and um, areas. I'd like to kind of have a pause to let that soak in for just a moment and then also invite you to, if there's anything that comes up or feels like one last thing to say, or even if you feel complete, um, or if there's one thing you would want mental health practitioners to know about aromatherapy and mood, maybe offering that. But maybe we can just take maybe three deep breaths and pause and allow some a little integration and processing. And then if there is something, feel free. And if not, we're complete. Um, you know, Juniper, I think, uh, we, you're right. We have covered a whole lot, um, in a short amount of time. Um, but I think the most important thing to remember, um, is that, uh, aromatherapy is, is one tool in your toolbox. Um, um, there's not a one size fits all solution. 
Um, and if you come across people who will tell you that, uh, you need to be leery of them <laughs> because essential oils are unregulated. Um, so, um, you know, empower yourself, do your research, um, figure out what's working for you personally, and, uh, and you're more um, able to make good recommendations to your clients. Wise words. Very much appreciated. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today and speak about your passion and knowledge in this top, this area, the subject area. And I just really appreciate your time. And I think it's been uh, valuable. And I hope I, I, I hope that it has been for our listeners too. And I can guess that it has. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Juniper. Take care. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for joining us and I hope you enjoyed this conversation about essential oils and mental health with Jessica Hill Powell. If you enjoy or value this podcast, please consider subscribing. Your support would mean the world to us. And we really want to hear from you. Please visit our website, www.academyimh.com. Share any Send us a contact form or contact us and share any feedback you have about the podcast, topics you would like to hear more often about, or maybe even suggestions for a potential guest. What courses or webinars would be helpful for you? What is important to you as a clinician right now? How can we be a resource for you? Please let us know. Again, www.academyimh.com. Peace.